The Ain't No Fang Podcast. From Arizona Sports, Ain't No Fang. Arizona Sports NLCS postgame special on 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. One out, bases loaded, 1-1 one, one at the bottom of the ninth. Kimball ready, Marte ready. And the 0-1 pitch. Swing, base hit, Diamondbacks win. And to score Smith, Marte gets his third hit of the ball game. And the Diamondbacks are alive and well in the National League Championship Series. They win game three. They come back home. They beat the Phillies 2-1 on a walk-off by Marte. The Arizona Diamondbacks didn't show a lot of life in Game 2. Really, the entire trip to Philadelphia did not go the way that they had planned. But here they are, back in this series, after a 2-1 victory at home, at Chase Field, in Game 3. Good evening, everyone. Steve Zinsmeister, Mitch this with you tonight on the Arizona Sports NLCS postgame special. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go! I think that's how a lot of people feel tonight. Right? I'm trying to take it from a tempered approach. It's hard not to get super, super excited about a game like this. Because I know a lot of people don't love games like this, where it's one-to-one late in the game, it's zero-to-zero halfway through. I know a lot of people don't get jump out of their seat excited for that. I do. Because tonight was an absolute pitcher's duel, and a heck of a performance from Cattell Marte, who's making a case for one of the greatest Diamondbacks players of all time. And I think that that's a fair conversation we can have at some point tonight if you want to, but uh, I don't want to jump the gun here. It's not like they're done. They're just back in this thing. And that's really all I could ask after a Game 3. After a Game 2 where you showed not only no signs of life, people were dropping fly balls in the infield that nobody seemed to want to catch, and that just gave you the vibe of where this team was at. It's completely different now. Thanks to the performance of Cattell Marte. It's completely different now because of the performance of Brandon Fought. You put the onus on a rookie in game three to pitch at home to revive your entire team in a series that you were not just down 2-0, but demoralized in the way that you lost game two. Brandon Fought has been asked to pitch the most challenging games of this postseason. He was asked to pitch game one of the wildcard series in Milwaukee when both Brand, uh, Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen were not available. He had to pitch the first game of the playoffs in lieu of them not having either of their two aces. He was asked to pitch the clinching game, game three of the NLDS against the Dodgers. And while the Dodgers did look pretty lifeless after the first two performances in LA, and yeah, he did get to pitch at home, it was the first home game that the Diamondbacks had played all postseason. He clinches that one. And then he pitches in this must-win game game three against the Phillies, down 2-0 in the series. He's been better than you possibly could have hoped for. He's been awesome. And if it wasn't for a certain individual getting a walk-off hit as part of a three-hit performance today, I would have made the argument he's probably the MVP of the team right now. In the entire postseason or in the series? For their postseason run, yeah. I think you could make an argument for Brandon Fott as the team's MVP. It's pretty hard to argue. Outside of one missed pitch, he hasn't allowed a run, Steve. The three-run homer to Tyrone Taylor, that's been it. Yeah. He's been nails. Five and two-thirds innings pitched tonight. Only the two hits. Nine strikeouts. He didn't walk anybody either. Pretty remarkable. Postseason totals, he's got three starts, an ERA of 2.13. 
a whip under one, 12 and two-thirds innings, 15 strikeouts. This is the Brandon Fought that we saw in AAA last year and to start this season that we were all really excited about to come up to the major league level, their top pitching prospect. And I'll grant you this, he had a rough couple goes at it the first couple times that he was called up, but he stuck with it. The Diamondbacks didn't have a lot of other options in their rotation heading into the month of September and then into the postseason. But Brandon Fought is really, really impressing me right now. I'm still devastated he didn't get to finish the sixth inning, but whatever, it worked out, they won. We can complain more about that later. I kind of want to hear what the fans have to say. What do you think? Yeah, let's let's hear from some of the people who are, maybe you're on your way home from the game tonight. Yeah, we've got already two people called in, but if you want to be a part of this, uh, 602-260-9870. we got a couple of lines open here on the NLCS postgame special here on Arizona Sports. Right now, Manny in Phoenix, he is on the Arizona Sports NLCS postgame special. Manny, the Diamondbacks won! Oh my God! It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to be back in this series. Obviously, um, you know we got to continue to keep winning. Um, I didn't agree with the decision of taking out Fott, but thank God we won because if he didn't win, it might. I would argue if we had lost this game, it would have been probably the worst move Tori Lavelle has ever made, and maybe the most haunting move in Diamondbacks history. But that's neither here or there. Patel Marte is a is him. I'm so happy. Let's win another one tomorrow, boys. Yeah, thanks for the call, Manny. Listen, if you want to talk about the fought thing for a second. Uh, so he had gone five and two-thirds. He was in the sixth. Now, originally, the plan, I believe, was only to throw fought for like 40-ish pitches to get through the lineup a couple of times, and they let him go 70. So I already think that they gave him a little bit more of a leash than they're typically comfortable with. So if you want to start the conversation there, he actually did more than they were planning on asking him to do. Um, but... I understand how the fans felt taking him out. It was not an easy call. Tori Lovello talking after the game as well about this situation and why the fans were booing him. And he basically said, I would have booed myself. Uh, you know, I was walking to the mound thinking to myself, man, this this might not be the right call, but we we game plan for this. We strategize for this. We we It's like the NFL draft. Like they come up with, okay, if this player is going to get drafted, then we draft this player. That's how they handle pitching staffs. If we find ourselves in this random scenario, what do we do? They found themselves in a scenario where Kyle Schwarber was coming up, I believe, for the third time on the night. And he talked about this after pulling fought in game three of the last series. Yeah. He talked about the next day with Burns and Gambo, like, okay, third time through the order is just a different story. And statistically speaking, we'll go to the lefty every time to face Schwarber or, or any of their other left-handed hitters. Because statistically, it gives us the best chance to win. It, it's it's a hard argument. I know how fans feel about you know analytics and and running your team based on stats. I actually thought they made the right call tonight, and uh, Saul Frank did enough to get by, and they get the win. I think part of me is just bummed because it's finally we get to see the prospect that is Brandon Fought performing at this high level, and he's doing it so freaking well that I just want to keep seeing more of him but sure you do kind of have to be protective I guess in these moments if I'm looking at it realistically and that's you know what it worked out right we could just say that it worked out Tom and Phoenix you're on the Arizona Sports NLCS post game special Tom the Diamondbacks won let's go D-backs I was there it was a great great game uh, great seats uh you know, it was just a great way to win with the walk-off and, you know, stick it to those Philly fans. And, you know, I thought the D-backs fans really came came strong. It was probably like 
I, it felt like 90% D-backs fan. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll do it again uh, uh, tomorrow night. But you know, to win in walk-off fashion the way we did, I, I knew that's what was going to happen. Uh, you know, it was just a great, great baseball game. You know, similar to uh, like a game seven, but it, it was a great game, and we're right back in this thing. I love the passion, Tom. Thanks for the call, man. Drive home safe. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit concerned. I'm not going to lie to you about the the crowd because I knew game three of the Dodgers series was a different animal because you were dominating the Dodgers. I think a lot of Dodgers fans here in town didn't want to go to that game because they didn't want to see their team get swept. They didn't want to see their team lose at Chase Field the way that they ended up doing. Uh, I think this was a different story. The Phillies are dominating. The the Phillies fans here in town were likely to go to this game three. I saw a lot of uh, people posting on Twitter, hey, I live in Philadelphia, but I bought a bunch of tickets so that D-backs fans can't fill their own stadium. You know what? I'm glad they got to experience this then. You know, they got to purchase tickets for this and they got to witness their team lose. So take that, you jerks. There were a lot of tickets on third-party sellers that were going real cheap. I mean, I found tickets yesterday and today for 10, 12 bucks. And you know what? I didn't feel the difference in the crowd today, and I think that the D-backs fans really showed up at a time that this team needed them, and I hope that that continues tomorrow and into an inevitable game on Saturday. Yeah, seriously. Look, if this is anything, this is a charge to any Diamondbacks fans out there to just buy up tickets on the secondary market before they go and get sold to some jerk bag in Pennsylvania. That's my charge to you. Armando in Chandler on the NLCS postgame special here on Arizona Sports. Armando, the Diamondbacks got a win. What's up, boys? I'm super happy to be on the show. I've been calling all day for the last week for free tickets, all this stuff. Anyway, thanks for taking my call, guys. Tori Lavallo is a savage for going out there and just making that switch. I, I completely knew it was coming, but, I mean, how do you do that with having the game that he did and, and, I mean, putting up a goose egg and all those innings and just going out there to make that switch? I mean, but it comes down to – um, whatever, whatever analytics and decisions that they that they made, but the bullpen came through clutch. Um, and then Cattell Marte, I just want to give a big shout out to that guy, man. I feel like he, the whole year, how many times did that guy come up and, and win a game for us or have a big hit to get the team going? And I've always thought, you know, a lot of the attention has been put on a lot of these other guys, Carroll, all these other guys that are great. They're awesome, but Cattell Marte, low-key to me, has been the all-star this year. So um, that's all I got, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much for the call, Armando. Glad Thanks, we Armando. could finally get you on, man. Listen, Cattell Marte's postseason, 13 for 35. He's hitting 371. Uh, his, his OPS is over 1,000. He's as clutch as they come. And today he had three hits, including two doubles. And he's got a hit in every single postseason game that he's played in. 12 games in a row, tied for the third longest streak in MLB postseason history to start a postseason career. Every game he's played in, in the postseason, he has a hit. Let that sink in for a second. To go back to the fought thing, I know we've talked about this a couple times already, and we'll probably talk about it more before we're, uh, the night is through. Yeah, Lavello is a savage. You kind of have to be to make those decisions the way that he does. And in hindsight, we can play the hindsight game all night long. Hindsight 2020, it worked out great, all things considered. Now, they could have kept fought in, and he could have battled with Kyle Schwarber, and things could have gone very, very well, or they could have gone south quickly. We just don't know. Uh, the way that he was pitching, I like to believe that Brandon Fott could have gone another inning or two and had an incre- absolutely unbelievable night. I mean, we're talking double-digit strikeouts. We're talking about legendary stuff. That could have been the night. But Torrey Lovello decided to def- defend his pitcher by 
using the strategy that has worked for them to get to this point. And so I don't blame him at all for what he did. And you're right. He is a bit of a savage for having to do that and make those tough decisions. I'm sure he doesn't love the fact that he has to be the guy to go out there and be the most hated man in the Valley tonight at that point. But he said it. We got the win. And that's all I care about. Shout out. Uh, I believe it was Jordan Ham who asked the tough question of what is it like to be booed? In your home park, I can't imagine that was easy. But I'll I'll be honest, I was probably as part of the boo birds in that. And then Jason Stark to be like, "Would you have booed yourself?" (laughs) He was like, "I think I was on the way to the mound." Tell you what, let's take a quick pause. Uh, Let's take a breather. Uh, Keith, Eric, Scott, and Jacob, hang tight. We've got you on hold on here on the Arizona Sports D-backs NLCS post game special. We'll be back right after this here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports NLCS postgame special on 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Bot ready, the 0-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. He went to the sweeper low and away. It's another 1-2-3 inning for Fott, and we go to the bottom of the fifth. Diamondbacks nothing. Phillies nothing. Three times this postseason, the Arizona Diamondbacks have called on their rookie pitcher, Brandon fought three times. He has really come through for this team. Good evening, everyone. Steve Zinsmeister and Mitch Vareldis with you on the NLCS postgame special. And boy, did he have a heck of a night. Brandon fought five and two thirds innings. Two hits is all he had against him. He had nine strikeouts this postseason. He's got an ERA hovering right around two, a whip under one. And he's been asked to pitch the toughest games of each series. First, first game against the Brewers clinching game against the Dodgers and at game three in this series where if you don't win this this series is going south real quick this was a must win and a turnaround game and Brandon fought gave them everything that he had tonight think about the situations that Brandon has pitched in so far this postseason game one of a wild card best of three where you don't get a home game game three of a series clincher against the second best team in the National League and the best team in the West. And now this game three, the first game at home in the National League Championship Series against a team that has been an absolute offensive juggernaut so far this entire postseason up until today. This one run by the Phillies is the fewest they've scored in a game this postseason. It's astounding what he's been asked to do, and he's delivered in all three occasions. The Phillies' top hitters, Kyle Schwarber, 0 for 3 tonight, two strikeouts. Trey Turner did have a hit, but 1 for 4 is not too bad. Bryce Harper, 0 for 2. He did have two walks, though. Uh, JT Real Muto, no hits. Castellanos, no hits. They only had three hits in the whole ball game, 13 strikeouts. This is certainly the weakest performance the Phillies have had offensively. The Diamondbacks doing just enough to scathe by they get the Cattell Marte walk-off single in the ninth really the ninth inning was pretty fantastic uh they played the chaos baseball that they typically play um so I'm hoping that they can carry that over into game four tomorrow night I I think it is worth mentioning by the way Ranger Suarez he almost equaled Brandon fought tonight he shut them down five and one third innings pitched only three hits seven strikeouts he was very effective tonight uh, and pitching the lefty, that affects the Diamondbacks lineup. They had 
they had no choice but to switch things up in their lineup today. Not only did they move Corbin Carroll down a spot, he's not leading off, which turned out to be great for them because Cattell Marte was on fire tonight. Yeah, good thing um, that leadoff hitter had three hits tonight, but right? It kind of sparked something for them having to face a lefty, even though they didn't do particularly well against him. Uh, it did kind of set them up for late game success. So I, I think Ranger Suarez deserves his credit as well but just not enough to take down the Diamondbacks. All right. This is also a call-in show, and we want to hear from you. And a lot of people have been very patiently waiting on the Arizona Sports Sign. So right now, let's go out to Keith in Peoria. Keith, the Diamondbacks got a win. Yes, they did, boys. And I was there with my daughter and my grandson, and what a great win. Um, I'm stuck in traffic currently, so <laughs> thought I'd call in. Uh, I got a call out. Brandon Fott is really developing into a Quite a fine young pitcher. Just a terrific job today. And uh, I also want to call out Paven Smith. Had a couple really good at-bats. I believe he had a couple hits, which were big hits, timely hits. Um, but I think if we're going to win this series, we got to get some people hitting. Um, Fam has just been uh, a phantom. And, uh, you know, Christian Walker, we, got, we need him to start hitting. And uh, so... Um, I, th- I think we've got to improve right there. But, um, you know, once again, our, our, our pitching uh, uh, won us the game. And, uh, hey, we're in it. So let's go D-backs. Thanks so much for the call, Keith. And I love the ex- excitement and enthusiasm. Uh, he brings up a name I don't know if we've touched on yet, Steve. Paven Smith. Yeah. Who, uh, I don't know if you know this, first hit with a runner in scoring position this series for the Dimebacks. Took too long. That's the stat I was saving for you heading into today. Interesting. Paven Smith had the first hit for the Diamondbacks this series with a runner in scoring position. And do you know how many RBIs he got credited for as a result? Zero. 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 <laughs> because point they were both zero. Because both times they were soft hit singles that couldn't get the runner around third to score. That's Paven Smith's game, man. And I do gotta I gotta give him credit. Two at bats tonight, two crucial hits, scores a run. Uh, this team left 10 runners on base today, which typically I would say is just unacceptable. I know you win the game, so they got it done, but yeah, Paven Smith deserves a ton of credit. This is a guy that Mike Hazen and company continue to give opportunities to. Uh, I know that it didn't work out with it. He hit lead off for them for a chunk of the season. And that was weird. Uh, didn't really do that well. He's a player who they tried in the outfield, but he's not really an outfielder. He's not particularly fast. He doesn't hit for power all that often. His batting average is too low. Uh, So there's not one individual thing that you can say, like, Paven Smith is excellent at that until you look at his approach at the plate. And he certainly stepped up to the moment tonight. And Paven Smith has done that all season long, where even though his overall stats aren't great, even though he can't lock down a permanent role in this lineup, every time you want to doubt Paven Smith, he seems to have a big game. And they don't win this game tonight without him. Two for two in the game-winning run. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, they don't win this game without him. I was even surprised a little bit that they kept him in the game on the base paths at the end there. So Lourdes Gurriel, we should talk about this. Lourdes Gurriel had a couple of base running, I'm going to call them blunders. I don't entirely blame him. So he gets to third base when there's runners at first and third no outs. Yes. And there's a double play ball. And Trey Turner manages to hold him at third while throwing to second base. Now, by all accounts, he probably should have gone home and forced Bryson Stott to make the perfect throw at home plate. Or at minimum, 
you keep your lead off of third base, which paved, which excuse me, which Lourdes did not do. He retreated right as a result of the ground ball being hit to Turner. I I kind of get it, the hesitancy because there's no outs. But that double play ball changed everything because Lourdes did not score in the yeah. end. Then he gets to third again later in the game, in the ninth inning, and there's no outs. And he gets thrown out at home on another ground ball on an infield that's moved in, and Trey Turner throws him out at home there. So Gurriel gets basically gets to third twice in this game, doesn't score either time. Pavin Smith is now at second base, and I kind of figured with him being the DH tonight, Jordan Lawler sitting on the bench— I thought maybe they would run Lawler there, yeah. either try to swipe third, which is kind of risky, so I didn't expect that. Um, but once he got to third base, I really thought maybe they would move him in in hopes of a sack fly or something like that. Uh, listen, hindsight's twenty twenty. Everything worked out great. I think Paven Smith deserves a ton of credit. But it's important things to remember heading into tomorrow and heading into Saturday because, again, two runs is not going to win you a baseball game, and the Diamondbacks' offense has been going in the wrong direction. Uh, ever since that game three against the Dodgers. Uh, Eric is on the Arizona Sports Line on the Arizona Sports NLCS postgame special. Eric, Diamondbacks got a win. Went to the game with my son, driving home, fantastic. An incredible fact and stat, in 27 innings, the walk-off hit was the first lead the Diamondbacks have had all series. Think about that. Incredible. Absolutely. That's you know, shows great resiliency. Now, Taven Smith, I give him kudos. I give him credit. He gets a humongous blunder for not going to third base on the play at the plate. Rio Muto had to make a tag twice, and he's frozen at second base with one out. You must get the third. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I, I didn't watch that play while watching Pavin. So you may be totally right about that. He might have had the opportunity. Uh, I was clearly fixated on what was happening at home plate. I mean, you've got a gold glove catcher who it's a pretty simple play considering the infield was in uh, and Guriel. I, I don't know. I personally didn't think he should have gone home with, with no outs there, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, no, I maybe Pavin should have gone, but hindsight's twenty twenty, and things worked out for him. I love how many people have called in already and said, I was there with my kid. This is perfect. I was there with my son. I was there with my daughter. A real family experience at the Diamondbacks game. I, I, I don't know why, but that just really hits yeah, me. So, feels. so, by the way, kudos to the parents that got to take the half day at work and then took their kids yeah. out of school for a half day. Can we stop scheduling postseason games at 2 o'clock? Please, MLB. I don't mind getting to go home. I mean, we're probably going to wrap up here in like half an hour, but I, I don't mind that aspect of it. But come on, this is postseason baseball and you're expecting all these people to take off work. I'm glad they did Yeah. in the end. I mean, they filled out. It was, what, a 47,000 attended event yeah they said it was a sellout that's pretty darn good almost fifty thousand people scott in mesa you're on the arizona sports nlcs postgame special scott the diamondbacks got a win we did i'm so happy um i'm a season ticket holder with my son um we were there um just uh, a couple of things um on the wolf and luke show uh there was a guest i didn't get his name when i was driving to the game and he had made a very uh prophetic comment he said that the Diamondbacks, they, they know they can win. They just need to believe it, right? And I think that's what happened today. I think the momentum has quickly changed. And all I ask is for the Diamondback fans to come out tomorrow and the next day. Um, I do not believe it was nearly as loud as when we beat the Dodgers. Um, and we need it to be very loud tomorrow. And I think um, we'll win tomorrow.
Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Glad you got the chance to go to tonight's game. Uh, yeah, in terms of the crowd, uh, again, this is my explanation for what the difference is between this and Game 3 of the Dodgers series. The Dodgers were down significantly, and they were demoralized. So what Dodgers fan in town really wanted to go to that game? The diehards would. They would have gone to that game. But most of the general Dodger fans in town were probably not excited to go to Chase Field to watch their team get swept out of the series. That's just my guess. And then tonight, much different scenario where the Phillies are up 2 nothing. They're the ones dominating, coming on the road and coming into Chase Field, where I think there's probably a lot of people who live in town who are from Philadelphia. There's probably a lot of Phillies fans. It's, it's not quite like the Cubs when they're in town or the Dodgers, but... Uh, a lot of East Coast people move here, retire here, or they, they move here in the middle of their life. And uh, I expected a much more Philly-centric crowd tonight. And that's not a knock on D-backs fans. It was just, it's a Tuesday game. People are at work. That's already a difficult situation. Today's Thursday, Steve. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's okay. You and Thursday. Ron Darling must have the same calendar. Tuesday. You and Ron Darling, I think, have the same calendar. I think is yeah, I don't know why I keep saying Tuesday. Uh, it's a th- either way, my point was it's a work day. Most people work on Thursdays, right? Uh, and I don't so, know. These work weeks are getting shorter ever since we've gotten out of the uh, the pandemic season. I'm advocating for a four-day work week so we can go to the game tomorrow, um, which we're going to talk a lot about game four. We're going to preview that here in a minute. But yeah, no, I, I think the crowd really stood up today. And it could have been an opportunity for Phillies fans to really f- pack that stadium. And I don't, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that tonight. Let's try and squeeze in one more caller, and then we'll take a quick break. This is Jacob in the car on the way home from the game. Jacob, the Diamondbacks got a win. Yeah, I'm so excited. When they lost the first and second game, I was like, the D-backs are just doomed. They're doomed, they're doomed, they're doomed. But then when I came here, I was so excited. But I was going up to the fan a lot. Yeah. When Bryce Harper got a run. Uh-huh. And then the moment we got back to our seats, the D back scored a run and tied it. Man, I'm glad you got that opportunity, Jacob, to see that happen at the ballpark. How old are you, Jacob? I'm eight. You're eight. Is this the best game you've been to? Obviously, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you go with mom, dad? My whole family. Your whole family. Well, you make sure to tell them uh, thank you for taking you to the game because this was a fun one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Thanks for calling in, Jacob. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. Yeah, have a good rest of your night, Jacob, okay? Let's go, D-Bag! Let's go! Let's go! That's awesome. Let's get Jacob Jacob to every game. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) That would be great. That's the crowd tonight. Dude, I'm going to say it again. I love how many people are calling in, not just this game, but also last week. I wish we could talk to more, but we literally are running up against it for Sun's broadcast here, unfortunately. But I love that everyone says, I'm with my kid, or the kid calls in. Yeah. I'll take more kids on the show if you really want. It's great. Fantastic. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll try and squeeze in maybe one or two more calls, and then we'll look ahead to Game 4 tomorrow here on the Arizona Sports NLCS postgame special. Arizona Sports NLCS postgame special on 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. One out, bases loaded, 1-1 one, one to the bottom of the ninth. Kimball ready, Marte ready. And the 0-1 pitch. Swing! Base hit! Diamondbacks win! 
Going to score Smith. Marte gets his third hit of the ball game, and the Diamondbacks are alive and well in the National League Championship Series. They win game three. They come back home. They beat the Phillies 2-1 to on a walk-off by Marte. The legendary Greg Schulte on the call tonight as the Diamondbacks pull off the win in the bottom of the ninth. What a final run for Gubb, huh? Well, listen, I I was really hoping that he would get to call a win in the NLCS. I had faith, by the way. I had faith that they were going to end up winning at least one game in this series. No, I mean, like, they're in the NLCS in Gubb's final season in a season that they won two games more than the average amount of games. I don't think, I, I, to this point, I don't think you could have scripted it much better. No, no, you I, literally could not have scripted it better. Obviously, they could be leading in the series, and I guess that would be considered better. But all things considered where this season started and our expectations were, we had a caller last night, uh, or two nights ago, rather, who basically said, well, no matter what happens, it's all good, man. And we're way better than we ever expected. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally get that, and you're right. I'll feel that after the series is Let's over. Let's talk about it that when it's way. over. Yeah. yeah. I'm not willing to just have the, well, whatever, if we lose game three. No, 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 no. I'm in this. I'm in the moment. Let's win. And, and apparently, so are the Diamondbacks. They're so back is in Cattell Marte. Cattell was a three-hit night for Cattell. Also, a two-hit night for Lourdes Gurriel and a key RBI that made sure the game was even in a position for the Diamondbacks to be winners tonight. Like, I don't think Lourdes gets enough credit because he's very much struggled so far in this NLCS, and he had a much-needed bounce-back game tonight. The Diamondbacks are going to have an interesting decision to make on Lourdes in the offseason. Hey, man, Tommy Pham, too. Yeah, Tommy Pham has really struggled in the postseason. We can get deep into it later, but... I know that he was one of the pivotal players after the trade and in the month of September and getting them to where they are. There's no doubt. They're not here without Tommy Pham. Uh, but Lourdes Gurriel has been the more impactful player in the postseason so far. He got to third base twice tonight, didn't score either time, uh, didn't love the base running decisions that he made at times, but ultimately he's a big part of why they win the game tonight. Back on Marte for a second, he has a hit in every single postseason game he's played in. 12 in a row to start his postseason career. That's the third longest streak in MLB postseason history. I mean, if you want to talk about the hitters tonight, those were the guys. Cattell Marte almost single-handedly had enough in him to win this game by himself. And that's really saying something. But he didn't need to do it by himself because the team had nine hits tonight compared to only three for the Phillies. The offensive mindsets just completely flipped in Game 3 from compared to what they did in Philadelphia. You still need to produce runs. If you're going to get that many hits, you need to produce a few more than two runs. And that's just something they'll need to focus on for tomorrow. All right, let's try and squeeze in a few more callers. Let's so take about, take about 30 seconds on each call because we're running short on time. Danny and Jack in Chandler, go. All right, so we just went to the D-Bash game with my dad. He picked me up from school and with the D-Bash, he's just hanging out. But also, go D-Bash. Shout out to Cattell Marte. He did awesome. That, that was easily the loudest game I've ever been to. That was... That was a crazy game. Good pitching matchups. Good. Gabby with that hit off of the wall. That was crazy. But that was that was a really, really, really good game. Who's your so favorite? D-backs. Who's your favorite player now? It's Cattell? On the D Bash? Yeah. Uh Gallon or Carroll still. Gallon or Carroll still. Those, Those are, are some good picks. Solid picks. Hey, thanks for calling in. Hope you guys had a great time at the game tonight. Yeah, I mean, those are the guys, right? Typically, Gallon and, and, and Carroll. But Cattell Marte, by the way, the longest-tenured Diamondback, he showed it tonight. 
He showed up. He was the guy. Love that about him. Uh, Johnny in Youngstown, go. Hello, how you doing? We're doing well. How about yourself, Johnny? We're doing great. My, my grandson, Johnny, went to the crapper, but I just want to say that Brandon fought. He's my guy. He should have started in game one. I think Tory should have mixed it up after that breakdown with uh, Allen and, and uh, Merrill Kelly in the uh, last series that pitched. But all in all, go Diamondbacks. I got to change my defense. Okay. Well, uh, lots to unpack there, Johnny. <laughs> Appreciate you calling into the post game show. I know what happened. I'm not entirely sure either. I hope Johnny's all right. Um, but <laughs> the idea of pitching Brandon Fought in Game One instead of Game Three. A uh, couple of issues I have with that. Brandon Fought was the last guy to pitch in the Dodgers series. Yes. So he wasn't exactly fresh. I realized they had four days or five days in between. Um, so that doesn't seem plausible to me. He also would have been a rookie pitching on the road in Philadelphia. And you sure, saw how that went factors. for Zach Gallen. I mean, imagine how it could have gone for Brandon Fought. So it, it's a it's a hypothetical. I appreciate you throwing it out there. I don't think that that was ever really in play. All right, last call for the night. Landon and Gilbert, you're up. Here we go. Hey, boys. Uh, first question: Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> is this, this 1980? Hey, you're talking to a yo. It's, it, you're talking to an Arizona native. My family's had season tickets since '98. I was I was 11 years old for games. One, six, and seven in the World Series when Gonzo hit that walk off. Wow. Um, I've been telling my buddies, a diehard fan, we're on the way home from the game right now. I've been telling my buddies all month, all month, hey, if we get hot like we did to start of the season, we're going to make a little noise. It's not to say that we're going we're gonna to win the World Series, but we're going to make a little run here. My concern is this team has been so streaky all year. And Cattell, you know, PK, he's, he's been our, our, our go to. And, um, I, I think we're going to turn it around. I've been saying if we get we won today, we're we're within striking distance. We're one game away. What's to say that we don't win the next two games and uh, go back to go back to Philly up three to two, and then we split game six and seven, and we all walk onto the World Series. Do you believe in miracles? Let's go, boys. Let's go, Snakes. I appreciate the call, Landon. Thanks, Landon. Yeah, to be frank, I I do believe in miracles. I wouldn't say winning tonight's game was a quote-unquote miracle in my mind. Uh, I thought that they had just as fair a chance as as, uh, any other game, but uh, the pitching matchup seemed to slightly favor the Phillies just in the fact that Ranger Suarez has been very, very good statistically and was very good tonight. Um, Brandon fought still a rookie. I get that, but, um, fought proved me wrong. Uh, well, I don't know if he proved me wrong. I didn't think he would be bad tonight. He I, fought the good fight. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Did you see how many people were using the letter P in front of all of their pho related? I think we should do tweets? that the rest of the way. Oh yeah. Honest. I think we should do that the rest of the way. Do you want to preview a little bit of what's to come? Yes, let's. Let's talk game four, which is tomorrow night. I believe it's five o'clock game time. It'll be a five oh seven first pitch. We'll have pregame coverage on the Diamondbacks Radio Network that starts at 4.30. You can catch it locally on this station that you're listening to right now, 98.7, or on the Arizona Sports app. Here's the hard question, and the one that everybody wants an answer to. Yes. Sadly, I don't have it for you, but let's talk about it. Can we figure it out in three minutes? Who is pitching tomorrow? So the Diamondbacks, after the game, Tori Lovello, the manager, was asked this question, and he's still kind of playing coy about it. Uh, he said, we'll basically get that to our media relations guys and we'll get that out to you when we're ready. Yes. 
I think that's kind of a little bit of gamesmanship. I think they're probably going to see uh, play a little game of chicken tomorrow, see who puts out their lineup versus their pitcher first. Um, we did see reporting tonight that Christopher Sanchez will go tomorrow in game four for the Phillies. He's left-handed, has never pitched in the postseason before. Um, could he be an opener, a left-handed opener, so that it forces the D-backs to put out a similar lineup like tonight? And then potentially you could throw Taiwan Walker, who is essentially their fourth starter. They have Michael Lorenzen as well. I don't know if he's on the active roster for them, but right. that was a guy that they acquired at the deadline, ended up throwing a no-hitter for them. So it could set up that they could do kind of... Yeah, what the Diamondbacks want to do, which is some sort of a bullpen game where they open with a lefty and then they go to a lengthier guy, like a guy familiar to us in Arizona in Taiwan Walker. Yeah, that's the other interesting storyline, right? Is that Taiwan Walker and Cattell Marte both came to Arizona from Seattle in that trade for Gene Segura back in the day. So they've got that interesting tie as well. What will the Diamondbacks do? What should they do on the mound? Uh, if it's me, I think I'm going to throw a lefty out of the bullpen for a bullpen game. Now, okay. that could be Kyle Nelson. That could be Joe Mantiply. It could be Andrew Saulfrank. I mean, that's it. That's all their lefties. Saulfrank technically has pitched in both of the last two games, but in game two, he only threw one pitch at the end of the game. So yeah. I don't think that that necessarily th- means he can't throw tomorrow. I think, too, they like him in the later leverage, the higher leverage situations. He, Steve, he hasn't allowed a run since being... Well, actually, no. He was tasked with... the he was tallied with the one run tonight but that was his first run allowed since being called up pretty remarkable and I think I would throw probably Kyle Nelson tomorrow for an inning or two you that first inning you get the lefty lefty matchup uh against Kyle Schwarber I think that's worth it against Bryce Harper he can hit anything um but then you go to a righty to get you through the rest of the order and then I think you go back to a lefty every time you need to you've got Mantiply you've got Saul Frank available tomorrow I expect the Diamondbacks to basically empty the shelves and everybody throw everything except, at the Phillies. Everybody except Fott, Gallon, and Kelly. Yeah. Everybody's available, in my opinion. And then you go into that next game with Zach Allen on the mound. And let's score at some, home, by the way. Let's score some more runs, please. Like two runs and a win, that's cool, but how about five runs? You know? Let's get chaotic. Let's do something. The Diamondbacks are showing life again. They're back in this series. They win 2-1 to tonight at home at Chase Field. And we want to thank you for sticking around after the game to chat with us here on the NLCS postgame special. For my partner, Mitch Vareldis, I'm Steve Zinsmeister. You're going to want to tune back in tomorrow, 5 o'clock, Game 4 of the NLCS. We'll see you then. 